Welcome to the ENA Podcast with your host, Dan Campana. This is the ENA Podcast, and this is Dan Campana, the Director of Communications with the Emergency Nurses Association, welcoming you to our latest episode. And today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a milestone for ENA, the ENA Foundation, and the Emergency Nursing Research Advisory Council along with our DEI Advisory Committee. It's the first anniversary of the Endeavor Fellowship Program, uh, introduced in 2022 with our first class of three fellows uh, for a program that is driven toward uh, improving diversity in research, uh, both on the researcher side, but also in in getting into topics that are uh, looking at things that maybe typically have not been looked at um, in various various formats and various uh, topic natures that ultimately will all benefit emergency nursing and healthcare in general. So to do that today, I've got the three fellows from the 2022 class of Endeavor Fellows, Bailey Ferris, Roz King, and Victoria Nash. Talk a little bit about uh, what they've experienced over this first year of the program, uh, what research has meant to them to this point, and talk a little bit about what they're looking into and why it's important to them. So Bailey, Roz, Victoria, welcome to the ENA podcast. Thank you. So, Welcome to ENA headquarters as well. I don't know if any of you have been here before, but you know we'd like to call this the home of emergency nursing, and certainly ENA is trying to continue to do things to broaden this community out and do different things, and certainly Endeavor program has been an avenue to do that. So, Roz, let me start with you. Why don't you talk a little bit about why you were interested in being a part of the, the inaugural Endeavor program? Yeah, I've uh, had a passion for research for a while, and it's been something I've been really interested in. Um, I have a fair amount of mentorship where I am in my institution, um, but none that's nursing based. And so when I saw her, I got really excited for the prospect of having something that was uh, led by people that have a similar work experience to me that can kind of help guide me through the process more from a nursing lens uh, than anything else. What about you, Victoria? Was research something that was on your radar before? Did you want to get involved in it? Or is this something that is brand new to you? Not really until I switched from bedside nurse to educator. Um, once I started to really have to do research to make presentations and things like that, I realized that I actually kind of had a passion for it, but I never really knew where to start. So when I saw that they were starting this program, um, I wanted to take the opportunity to apply for it because taking the process from being a beginner and having a dedicated mentor was very appealing. And Bailey, how about for you? Is this something you ever thought you'd be doing research-wise? Oh, absolutely not. Um, what I um, what I did though, um, what I did want to do is to you know find a way to apply the things that you know I had personally experienced and the the things that I wanted to see happen in the field, um, and this ended up being a really perfect opportunity to do something like that. Each of you applied. You also put out what you were interested in looking at that fit into I want to say it's criteria, but certainly things that fit the mold of broadening the diversity of researchers, but also the topics and finding things that would be beneficial to other nurses. Uh, Bailey, we start with you. Talk a little bit about what uh, what you're pursuing through this program. So essentially what I'm here to talk about is the, uh, the knowledge, attitude, and practice gap that exists for emergency nurses in caring for trans and gender nonconforming patients. Um, you know, if you, uh, if you look at really any kind of information about patient experience from these groups of people, there's a lot of disparity between the types of care that we'd like to provide and the, the patient experience that, that people end up having. Um, and I think that that is, you know, part of, 
part of a, you know, a lack of education, a lack of opportunity for people to have exposure to, um, to, uh, to others in this group. You know, just to say that um, there are a lot of different ways that we can improve that situation and I want to really get a better idea of where we are so we can see how to, um, how to do better. Raj, from your perspective, what are you hoping to, what, what is your project about, but what are you hoping on the other end the results will be from the work that you're trying to do here? Yeah, so my project is, has changed a couple of times over since I started. Okay. Uh, but right now I'm focusing on looking at characterizing workplace violence in the emergency department. So looking at incident data, but then also looking at it from the lens of the staff that are there for those violent incidents, and also what patient demographics can add to that too. Um, and in terms of what I'm looking to, to garner from that, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, it's, it's there in our culture, like workplace violence is occurring, it's increasing, it's underreported, um, and so anything I can do to kind of add to the data there and make sure that we are driven by evidence and what we're doing to react to it. So if we're coming up with what we think are solutions, I really want to make sure that those are, those are evidence-based. And certainly violence is not going away, unfortunately, so the more we can learn Hopefully that leads to solutions or, yeah. or more mitigation of everything. Exactly. Victoria, wh what about you? What's your project about and what are you hoping to, to see on the back end of this once it's all done? So my topic did start out a little different like Roz, um, mainly out of curiosity. So I wanted to look at the LGBTQI plus population and then also specific to new grads in the ER, just because as an educator, I work very closely with our new grads. Um, and then after I did my literature review, I found that there's hardly any research on emergency nurses who are part of the LGBTQI plus community. So I talked with my mentor a little bit and we changed the topic to be a lot more broad into just what are the experiences of LGBTQI plus emergency nurses. Um, and what I hope to gain from this study is really just to help increase the voice of the LGBTQI plus emergency nurse and learn about the experiences they're having. So everybody's got their, their long game and what they, they hope to come out of this, but now you're doing the work. So I'll start with you, Victoria. What are some of the things that you've learned as someone who has a vested interest as an educator in seeing more research and more data and more evidence out there to base things off of, but the process is still the process. What have you learned as someone going through this, you know, as a, as a researcher and being the one who's driving what's happening and learning from mentors? What, what are the things that are standing out to you a year into this? I've learned a lot. Um, it's basically been like a research boot camp for me. Okay. Um, and particularly because as I was going through this process the past year, I actually was going through the same process in grad school as well. I was taking all my research courses in grad school. So I was doing a lot of research all at once. Um, <laughs> but it was a major learning opportunity. My mentors were there for me just to give me the basics of, okay, this is where you start out. This is how you reach out to IRB to get approval. And these are the next steps that happen. And so just really getting down to the basics of the research process and how it all works was my main learning experience the past year. Bailey, what are some of the, the highs and lows maybe of, of going through this process, especially somebody that didn't necessarily see research as part of your career path? Um, you know, for me, there definitely have been an extraordinary number of things that I've learned. Um, I would say the things that stand out to me significantly is, um, you know, just how much education can create confidence. Um, you know, a, a lot of what I'm talking about is uh, providing care for a patient population that there's not a lot of general education about. 
Um, you know, that there's not like testable content for the NCLEX. There's not, um, there's not uh, this population involved in all areas of the curriculum where we would, um, where we would need to take care of uh, people in this group. Um, you know, generally, uh, there's, there's not nearly enough. And when people talk to me about, um, you know, about the, the research and the project that I'm doing, people actually get very, very excited because they just express that they have, um, a, you know, an interest and a significant need in learning more in how to take care of and how to communicate with um, this population well. Someone, Roz, is someone who's done research and has been into it, what has been particularly interesting or notable to you about going through this process because of the structure that it, it's giving you? Yeah, I think, um, as I touched on earlier, the, the nursing lens has been really huge. So I think we can all probably relate to what like research in nursing undergrad and to a certain extent grad school was like. You know, a lot of us swore we would never <laughs> go to the dark side of that again. And then to sit in a room with other people who are nurses who are doing research, like we just came from a meeting and the new fellows were sharing their ideas and none of us could keep our mouths shut. We're all like, well, what mm -hmm. about this? Have you thought about that? And so just getting that kind of shared excitement, like shared passion um, to teach us that it, research that we're doing as nurses doesn't have to be what we thought it was in undergrad uh, has been really awesome. And it's like really lit a spark in terms of what we can what we can keep doing to keep that momentum going. Well, let me follow up on that. You mentioned in your, you've met the, the 2023 fellows and you're getting to see what maybe you look like a year ago, but you get to see it through, through this experience that you've had so far. Um, what, what's it been like to, in essence, be a little bit of almost mentors to them as well, to be able to help guide them, knowing that, you know, you guys are kind of overlapping here and there and, you know, they'll be in your shoes a year from now. But what, what is it meant to have an opportunity to see what these, this next class is about to do? Yeah, I think it's really exciting. I think we all kind of just threw out the idea that we're, we're there for them to help mentor them as much as they're, you know, assigned grown-up yeah. mentors are. We're still <laughs> going to be there to support them. And it's really nice to be able to... Um, I guess give that back a little bit like sure. I feel like I feel really grateful that ENA like really I didn't know that it was going to be as big as this as much as this when I when I took on the fellowship and so I'm really grateful for that opportunity and so really excited to help support others kind of go through that and make it as, as great for them as I can. Victor when you think about you guys were the first people to apply and get accepted into this and now there's more that are coming into it what would you say to others who are hearing this and you know when the window opens for 2024 fellows what would be some of the things that you would want people to think about to, to contemplate getting involved in, in applying and being able to, to come up with some of the ideas similar to what you have or the 23 class has the, to really say you know i can put this out there i can help benefit a, a broader scope of the nursing community by doing the work that i want to do I think we recently had a conversation about this earlier today, but the theme of intimidation came up with all of us. Okay. Um, so I would just say anyone who wants to p take part of this in the future is to, first of all, not be intimidated to apply no matter what your research experience is because, uh, like I said, I was a beginner my, yeah. myself. Um, and then also once you're assigned your mentors, you know, the, the credentials that they have behind their names even can sometimes be intimidating. And so I found myself throughout the experience um, being intimidated and a little, little fearful to reach out to them. Um, and so just encouraging the future fellows to, to ramp up the communication and to not, they don't need to feel intimidated or feel fearful. Bailey, from your perspective, when you just think about coming into this fresh and 
knowing that you're helping set the, the tone for what this program can be like in the future, and certainly as you guys complete your work, um, what would you offer as guidance to, to others that are out there, whether it's this program or other research opportunities to benefit the larger nursing community? Um, you know, to, to also take a little bit from our conversation earlier today with the larger group, um, a lot of what I've learned that research is about is about identifying a problem and trying to understand it in a deeper way so that we can begin to create solutions that are actually based on the issue that we've identified. Um, you know, things that are evidence-based, um, that are effective, that will help us move the field forward. Um, overall, I've been extraordinarily impressed uh, by how uh, welcome uh, and, and just generally non-judgmental everything has felt. Um, you know, being somebody who first came into healthcare having had, um, you know, some really, really emotionally rough experiences interacting with nurses, you know, becoming a nurse and then seeing that I can actually change the field and improve how we do what we do um, has been an incredible thing to see. Certainly the program offers a lot. It's not just about completing a research project. It's really about helping broaden your scopes and bringing your insights into the bigger picture for all nurses. And certainly in each of your topics, there's a, an avenue for you know, greater change and, and opportunity in the long run. So I think everybody will be excited to, to see what comes of this uh, as you guys progress through the rest of your fellowship. Uh, they'll have an opportunity to probably catch up with you at uh, Emergency Nursing 2023 in San Diego. So. Uh, certainly anybody who's listening, you know, when, uh, take a look for the fellows floating around in, in San Diego later this year. Uh, but uh, Roz, Victoria Bailey, thank you for being a part of the ENA podcast today. Yeah, thank Thanks you so much. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks. it. That'll do it for this episode of the podcast. And as always, we thank you for being a part of it and hope you'll join us next time on the ENA podcast. To learn more about ENA or to become a member, visit ena.org backslash membership.